Hey y'all, it's Tegan, aka Teggy Lee, and welcome to Hitting It Raw. So today I brought back one of my favorite guests, and also it is a very special episode because uh, we actually just celebrated our eight-year anniversary yesterday. So I wanted to welcome to the podcast again my favorite human and partner, Luis. Hi, Ben. Uh, thank you for inviting me once again. And, um, you know, happy belated eighth, how do you say, eighth year anniversary? <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> Whatever sounds good to you. Even Hi. though I told you yesterday, but yes. this podcast is belated. Hi, babe. I, I'm very happy to have you on this podcast. I'll be honest with you. I definitely feel a lot more comfortable on these podcasts um, having you on here because it's just it's easy to talk to you so it's a lot more comfortable um so today uh this episode is since we celebrated eight years of being together and committing to each other i wanted to give eight pieces of advice for people in relationships so uh, that is what I wanted to touch on today. I wanted to thank you guys for tuning in. Uh, this is going to be my fourth episode out. And I have, I think, eight viewers at this point, which is That's great awesome. for me. I'm really excited. Uh, it's it's very, it's very raw. It's very vulnerable. It's very scary. But I surprisingly really enjoy doing this podcast. So I just wanted to thank you guys for tuning in and sticking with me through this chaos and also to you as of right now for for being here and experiencing this with me so it's a lot of fun anytime all right well let's just let's jump into it so um eight pieces of advice for people in relationships this is this is one that um we've probably had a lot (laughs) I would say we would have a lot of experience in I mean we spent eight years together I I would say for our age and for uh, our newness to life yeah we definitely have a lot to offer to people around our age or um, you know people who are in a situationship or in a relationship or Mm -hmm. in a looking for a relationship you know anybody I think can kind of take um some advice that we've implemented not that mean you claim to be a perfect couple or we try Absolutely to not. try to seem like that but we have learned that being the perfect couple is being imperfect with each other Absolutely. like you're constantly learning you're learning about the flaws you're learning about the you know the good and the bad of the partner so much so that you learn to work with it and flow with it and, and yeah. be like a tide type thing and and like like i said this is this isn't us claiming to be relationship experts we're just yeah very content with what we have built what we have nested and what we're like putting forward for the next 15 20 30 40 50 years of yeah of our existence you know it's it's a beautiful thing yeah absolutely and i think too that like you said any any person that is listening to this right now whatever part of life that they're in i think that the advice that we're going to be giving can be implemented kind of however they want to interpret it for it to fit their life at this moment in time you know yeah this is specified for relationships but it doesn't necessarily have to be that for somebody else you know but also we got together at a very young age i mean we we've been living together for what six years now Mm -hmm. and and i was 18 
you were 21. I moved in with you when I was 19. So, I mean, we basically grew up together. Yeah, I always tell you that all the time. You know, yeah. I'm, I'm so grateful for, for you. I'm grateful for myself that we had people to grow up with you were my influence i influenced you you know we've had those conversations absolutely and it's just it's nice to have like a best friend and yeah part of all of that you know uh, tons of people have friends but not very many people get to be in the relationship with their best friend and, and grow up together and that is going to be a bonus piece of advice that we're going to give you right now before we jump into the other eight is you have to be friends first and I, I think it's really important to, I know for us, I feel like the way that we have been so successful is we established a friendship first and we had a foundational level of connection before even getting okay. into a relationship. So we were able to not only build our relationship, our romantic relationship, we were able to build it off of friendship too. So it, for us, it, our story's a little different, but it's a lot easier to navigate when you genuinely it was have a friend. Yeah, yeah, when you genuinely have a friend in that person, I think it's a lot easier to build something with that person. Absolutely. So that's a bonus tip for you guys. So we actually gave you nine, but <laughs> one to grow on, I guess, right? That's They do that for birthdays. So I guess we could do that for anniversaries. <laughs> okay, so... Um, so we are going to start and it's going to be eight pieces of advice for relationships. And this one here is going to kind of touch on, uh, communication. I know a lot of people say communication is key in relationships. Um, but I, I think people sometimes don't understand what the context is behind communication means so for my first piece of advice is communication um but to touch on that uh no matter with the type of communication i'm talking about it's the tough conversations it's yes. it's not just about the hey i'm feeling sad today which those are very important too and those are very valid but i think what it is is no matter how uncomfortable you are or no matter how comfortable you or your partner may feel, you have to have the tough conversations. Absolutely. Like that has to be, to me, it's a non-negotiable because if you can't have really hard conversations, then what, what are you doing? Yeah. You know, like just to make it that simple, like, and I can't, I can't really tell you how the outcome will be. Um, but you have to be true to yourself to be honest with yourself and bring that honesty with the other person and the other person doesn't necessarily have to receive it but you would be doing yourself a disservice and your partner a disservice if you're not being fully transparent yeah. with them with whatever it is so just a light example um when i came out as bisexual to you i had no idea how you were going to react i had no idea what that was going to entail for the rest of our relationship but I knew that if I had to be true to myself I also had to be true to you because I wanted I choose to be committed to you and you're a part of me and I wanted you to know that about me but I also didn't know how it was going to go but at the end of the day me telling you that was letting you 
in the vulnerability, but also being true to myself and who I was. So that's that's my first advice, communication about the tough conversations. I agree. Um, I also, for number one, have communication because I'm the person that says communication is key. Yeah. Um, I think that I think that saying extends further than just uh, you know the example that you gave. You know, uh, communication with your partner. I think that communication has a big start within yourself because if you don't know how to uh, like decipher what, say, your body, your emotions, what your mind is telling you. How can you ever communicate that to, to somebody? So mm-hmm. communication in the sense of yes, speaking, but also communication in the sense of understanding not only your partner, but yourself. Mm-hmm. Because there's a lot of times when we, you know, uh, I'm, I'm sure I could speak for a lot of people. You don't necessarily know how you're feeling, but even yeah. the slightest of day and hey, I'm feeling a little weird today. I don't know what's going on. If I'm a little on edge, I, I don't know what's wrong with me today. You know, mm. that that simply that that is me communicating with myself. Hey, I need like you said, you know, taking that honesty and being honest with yourself, being honest with your partner and, um, you know, inviting them into those vulnerabilities of your life. And, yeah. And to reference back the whole, you know, you coming out, um, uh, the reference the you coming out thing. You know, I, I just want to say, like, thank you for trusting me and being vulnerable in that sense. I could only imagine how difficult and how scary that would be to uh, reach across the aisle and, you know, tell somebody that, um, you know, a, a societal norm, you know, is, is a little bit different in your relationship. Yeah. You know, that you have a different way of looking at things or seeing things. And, you know, I could only imagine how nerve wracking that was. But I, I do see the underlying issue of that, that you were trusting me and being vulnerable. And that's the most beautiful thing out of all of it. And I appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah. Well, um, I mean, I have to give you credit too for being receptive of it. I mean, that it, it could have went the other way and I was accepting if it were to go that way. But, you know, thankfully you have a really open heart and an open mind and just made the process definitely a lot easier. It's definitely changed our relationship and I'm not going to say it's good or bad but you know it's just a part of our relationship now and I really appreciate you growing with me and accepting that because you definitely you know didn't have to but absolutely I love you thank you I love you too babe and all right so um this would be number three so we had number one and two as communication different forms of that uh number three This one is going to be about arguing, um, specifically in the arguing state. Um, So no matter how mad you are, when you fight, argue, or disagree, try to understand where both you and your partner are coming from instead of trying to be right. Um, Like we said, ladies and gentlemen, we are not perfect. This is something that we're actually still working on. Mm -hmm. Um, It is it's you know it just it happens like it's it's really hard sometimes in the moment to not want to be right yeah like i for me my ego just says girl if you do not let him know how you feel and get your point across 200 times then you're not doing anything (laughs) and honestly that's not a really good approach but we're human and sometimes it does happen and you just I think the important thing 
is even if you are in that place where you're just going back and forth back, you know those arguments. Everybody has those arguments where you go round and round in circles and then you start adding shit to it. It's like, what are we... And then you, yes, you look back and you're like, what are we arguing about? You can still fix it. It's still salvageable. You can still just pause and think to yourself and say, you know what? Understanding my partner and understanding myself is more important than being right right now. Mm -hmm. Because that's how you actually get to the bottom of a solution instead of going around in circles, having a a peeing contest for lack of better terms. Yeah. You know, like, I don't want to say the other one because I don't know, but I mean, I said shit on here, so I pissing contest, I don't know. (laughs) But I mean, it's, it's definitely something that we currently um, still work on. It's, you have to be mindful of it, but I think the most important part of any of that is just to, even if you do slip up, just get back on track. Just say, hey, I shouldn't have said that, or hey, this is not the direction I want to go. I want to understand you, and then turn your listening ears on instead of mm-hmm. saying, hey, I want to be right. That's fair. I feel like I went in circles on that, but in my brain, it makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> so try understand your partner over being right. Yes. Boom. Yeah, you have to come to, to the table not trying to prove yourself, but instead trying to understand the entire situation. Right. And where the disagreement or uh, offense, you know, may come from. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, is there anything you wanted to add to that? Or, no, no, to? we can go on to number four. Yeah, for sure. So for the fourth one I have is, is trust. And this comes in uh, quite a few different ways. Obviously, when you... Um, get into a relationship with someone a like we talked about that sense of vulnerability comes out mm-hmm. um, I ultimately do mean that trust as well you know being vulnerable but there's different shapes and forms just you know being in a relationship with somebody yeah. like you talked about you know there's different sides to us and in the eight years that we've been alive uh, no sorry our relationship has been alive okay yeah, yeah. yeah. good save good save <laughs> I just did all that I was <laughs> No, I'm totally keeping all this. We're not two eight-year-olds. <laughs> um, in the eight years that our relationship has been alive, um, we have grown, we have changed, we have uh, matured. We've seen and, a lot of different versions of each other. Yeah, and 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 that's going to continue changing for the next eight, for the next eight, for the next eight, for the you know, uh, till we die. We're always going to be evolving and changing, and that trust has to come in the sense of, hey, you discovered something new about yourself. I'm going to trust that my partner is open, understanding, and accepting to these things. I take that, because like you said, I could have easily been like, you're telling me that while we are in a relationship that you like somebody else, that you like someone? I could have easily taken offense to that, but instead Mm -hmm. I chose to approach it with trust and say, I appreciate you coming to me with this. I love you for coming to me with this. Yeah. I don't think it's, it's in any harm to me that you're telling me this yeah and you know that's where trust can come as well um so we got growth we got love um can you name any off the top of your heads that you could see for trust because i don't want to keep like, uh yes there. yeah because i at the core and i'm i'm still i'm being a little vulnerable here so don't bite my head off but i i can tend to be a very insecure person um so trust i feel like i'm gonna speak for myself but in re- in not in retrospect but like 
I feel like a lot of people struggle with that because sometimes you you leave a relationship with the bag some type of baggage and then you end up bringing that into the other relationship because yes. you're freaking traumatized whether whether it's from a past romantic relationship or in my case it would be relationship that I had with my parents yeah, any, type um, any type of relationship trauma that you have can tend to flow out into another relationship that you step into and that is something that we still you know sometimes currently deal with mm-hmm. and um my my thing with uh my piece of advice with that trust is it's not fair to the other person that you're in a relationship with to bring all of that extra baggage onto them when they did not cause it yeah um and that is a lot easier said than done Mm -hmm. but again it's just human nature to want to like defend yourself exactly you you for me I, i put these walls up and i'm like as long as these walls are here, I can't get hurt. But at the same time, you end up running into them so many times, you end up hurting yourself with the wall there anyway. So a lot of the times it's easier to slowly chisel down those walls. It's very scary, but it's to me it's worth it because you're being true to yourself and you're not letting your past situations flow onto this amazing person that, yeah, you know, had nothing to do with any of those situations and I think it's you know really important too that you make them aware of how you're feeling um but not to let that get in the way of the relationship that you could have with that person I see what you're saying yeah you're you're a big person on um you know breaking uh breaking cycles and I think that is one of them like you mentioned you know possibly picking up something from a relative a parent or another relationship that is all a cycle you know it's our experience with things we're animals we we only make logical sense of the of the last scenarios yeah Yeah, last scenarios we've been through and it makes every sense to defend yourself and keep that wall up but rather than keeping that wall up and running through it and hurting yourself twice as hard you know sometimes it's nice to to be able to trust that person to help you over that wall so that yeah. way, you know, it's just an easier process altogether. Absolutely. And sometimes you exhaust more energy trying to build the wall than it is just to not have the wall there at all. Absolutely. You know? All right. So number five. Mm-hmm. Um, so number five, this one to me is, I feel like a lot of people don't talk about this in long-term relationships. I really don't see this, this topic a lot. Um, so this one is about uh, re-sparking things. So when you're in a long-term relationship, um, you are 110% out of every single 10 out of 10 times going to have boring phases. Mm-hmm. You're going to have boring phases in a relationship and it's important to let your partner know and find out what it is that you may be lacking at that time to find different ways to re-spark that part. Um, and it's normal. But for the love of God, do not let it go unspoken. Yeah. Like, I, I, I can't even, it's, it's just, to me, it's so untalked about. And I think a lot of people would feel bad for saying that out loud just because they don't want to admit that their relationship got boring. Mm-hmm. But you spend every single day with this person. And especially with us being together for eight years, we've had... 365 days times eight together you know like that's a lot of time and yeah and there are times where 
it does get boring and I feel like in the beginning of our relationship, every relationship has this honeymoon phase. And it's like the lovey-dovey, the crazy, scientifically, the crazy chemicals, the hormones. And then at a certain point in time, I'm not going to definitively say when that is because it's different for every relationship. But there comes a point in time where that honeymoon phase fades away. Mm -hmm. And then you start getting underneath the surface and learning more about that person and you get into this like stagnant stage of it's not the honeymoon anymore it's not yeah woo you know and i think it's really important to know that that is going to happen it's going to happen let me say this five times it's going to happen and that's okay (laughs) yes and it's totally fine it's totally normal and don't beat yourself up over it um But I think that's where it's important to talk to your partner. But also, most importantly, it's more important to sit with yourself and maybe even write down or just figure out what it is that you may be needing at that moment in time. That way you can express it to your partner and hopefully they're receptive of what it is that you're lacking in the boring stage of your relationship. Okay. And... and when you say boring, do you mean like boring as in like not fun or boring as in like people missing chaos, boring as in like, because there's different types of ways people view boring. Everything, okay. I, you know, like I know for me, um, this is going to sound weird, but I came from a house that just had a lot of negativity going on all the time. And when you get in a really healthy relationship, when things start going really great, you're like, wait, what the hell? Like, kind of like, do I need to start a fight? Like, because you, it sounds so bad saying that, but do I need to start a fight? Because you're expecting it and you're like, oh my God. And then you start getting anxious, like, oh, when is it coming? And then you're like, well, screw it. I'll just get grumpy. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and it's, there's that. There's, okay, well, we got a little too comfortable with each other. We're not really interacting. We're kind of on our phones more. We're watching television and not really talking. Sometimes you lack that quality time. Like, I remember um, we would always talk about being around each other but not being present with each other. Mm-hmm. And that's what quality time is, is, is yeah. being aware of the moment you're in with that person. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it's it, it, boring in physical ways, boring sometimes could be intimately you know because you again get in a pattern get in a routine of being with that person yeah different things come up you know for different situations it can be careers it can be children it can be school it can be church it can be travel whatever it may be you know those things can separate um how often people spend together how often they spend you know physically and intimately and yeah, yeah I, I see what you're saying. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. So that's, I, I just, I think it's very important to, to emphasize specifically on this number five, because I know there are people out there that may be in this situation with their significant other and they're thinking, oh my gosh, do I need to cut this off? Mm-hmm. Like, is it going to end? Yeah. You know, make that assessment for yourself. But what I'm trying to, I'm not telling you to break up or to not break up but what i am telling you is it is normal and it does happen in healthy relationships you just got to figure out a way to re-spark whatever it is that you're lacking at that time absolutely and i want to add on a a point just real quick before we move on to the next one 
how you said there's somebody sitting there thinking, you know, should I move on from this? Should I, should I leave it? The grass may always look greener wherever you're looking, but I promise you it's going to be green wherever you water it. And that's something that Tegan and I have always told each other from day one. In a healthy relationship, let's specify that. The grass is always greener where you water it in a healthy relationship when it's... Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just a a saying for your working on stuff. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It's trying to make it better. If you're attempting it and you're doing things you need to do to make it better, then your relationship is going to be that grass is greener picture that you see, say, on an Instagram or a reality TV show. You know, something like that. Yeah. Um, That's always a a point that I think people need to remember is a lot of the times we see the, the end result of... Eight, you know, people could look at us and and say, "Look, wow, they're they're such a good couple. They do all this." It wasn't always like that. Like no. it, it, it wasn't like we just met up and and we were this. We you know, were perfect took, the whole way through. It's we... taken eight, seven years, uh, three hundred and fifty-five days, and uh, twenty-three <laughs> and fifty-five seconds for us to. You know, we're still working on it. Yeah, up until this second. Yeah, I know. I, I definitely can add on that before we go to number six because, guys. You, you can, you can look at us and say, oh my goodness, like, they're, they're so great together and blah, 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 but y'all have no idea, like, the stuff that has gone on behind the scenes, like, I feel a lot of couples in healthy relationships do go through this, they, they fight, they go through periods where they bicker and argue constantly, and those are the things that, you know, weren't really talked about a lot. You know, but, you know, we got through it and we learned how to communicate a little bit differently. So, um, yeah, there's, it's just, the grass is greener where you water it. And I feel like we've done a great job at that. Mm-hmm. So on to number six. Uh, number six. So we are going to speed run this one. Uh, for number six, I have perspective. And one thing that, or the reason I, I've chose number six is I've come to the realization that in a relationship, you are fully learning the other person. That means their likes, their dislikes, their icks, their loves, whatever the thing kids say these days. Um, but also it's like understanding, <laughs> it's understanding how they grew up and it's understanding that um, there's cultural differences there. If you're in that situation, generational differences, um, you know, there's tons of, of different ways that people are, are uh, brought up that could be different that that can affect the way you joke around with people the way people may take things to offense Mm -hmm. to the cuisines that are you know eaten and and talked about or the experiences that you do you know um, I did want to say that because that uh, once you start meeting people of once you start growing up and getting out of your your comfort bubble you realize that not everybody has the same upbringing as you yeah absolutely yeah because that was one of our things you you know you grew up in a household where there was a lot of people and uh, i grew up in a household where it was literally just me so the types of humor and things that are said bounce off of each of us a little bit differently and you know you just kind of learn why the person feels that way and you learn you know what makes each other comfortable at the end of the day with how you interact with each other. So yeah, that's a really good one. Thank you. Yeah. Um, so I have, this is number seven. Uh, we're gonna kind of go a little fast here because we only have two minutes left, but um, so 
I saw this quote online and it says, you won't have a healthy relationship with someone else if you have a toxic relationship with yourself. And I think that is gold buzzer right there. Because if you, what is that J. Cole line? If you don't love yourself, girl, nobody will. That is so, yes, that is so true. And if you cannot find love within, you cannot give the same type of love outward. Um... I mean, you can, but it's, I guess it'll be not as, I don't know, everybody's a little different. But for me, like, if I am not good within, then I'm going to be a little bit off on the outside too. Mm-hmm. So it's it's important to grow within yourself to be, have your glass full to give to the other person. Absolutely. Yeah. And um, yeah, you, you know, just moving on from that, like... You know, yeah, I, I agree with you there. I don't <laughs> want to take up too much of that. I'm okay, uh, and for number eight, I have compromise. I think it's a beautiful one, much like my uh, number six perspective. I think that when you are brought up with people of different upbringings, backgrounds, religions, cultures, you name it, there is a level of compromise in your life. And being in a relationship, just being a part of something that is too, um, there's different compromises from meals to styles to uh, schedules to comfort to snuggling. You know, you yeah. love snuggling. Yeah. I don't. Like, I don't like it during the winter when it's cold. But you know, <laughs> I got to compromise like three months out of twelve, guys. <laughs> that's funny. Well, no, I, I do. I do think that's really important to 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 compromise. And sometimes. I will, I will be devil's advocate here. Sometimes you don't have to compromise. Sometimes you just have to let it be as it is. But I feel like 99% of the time people end up compromising. But um, yeah, anyways, so uh, if you're still listening, I wanted to thank you guys for tuning in and listening to this really special episode. Babe, thank you so much for being here. My podcast is on all streaming platforms and you guys check it out. I love you.